This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome all of you to the Warning Television program. Also, if you're watching on social media, listening on shortwave or radio, welcome. This is a live audience in our college chapel here at World Ministries International. I'm going to share a message today on being sold out. Once again, the title, Being Sold Out. 50, 60, 70 years ago, you would have heard this message. Not for me, but by many people. Today, it's rare. False theology has taught another thing instead of being sold out. It's hedonism, serving yourself. Being sold out. Matthew 13, 14 through 46. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one pearl of great Price, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. You know, it spells very clearly what is the treasure, what is the pearl, the kingdom of heaven. Note, this man sold everything when he found the treasure, when he found the pearl, which is the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, Jesus Christ. He's key here is he sold everything. That's the key. He gave everything up to serve God. We're not talking about mental ascent. He sold everything. 1 Kings 19, 19 through 21. So Elijah went from there and found Elisha. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen. He himself was driving the 12th pair. You know, he was quite wealthy. 12 yoke of Elijah went up to him, threw his cloak around him. Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come with you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elisha left him and went back. He took his oxen and slaughtered them. He burnt the plowing equipment to cook the meat, and he gave it to the people and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servants. So here he was called of God. Note, Elisha did everything the Lord asked of him. Elisha did everything. 
He burned his plowmen and he gave, us, gave up his vocation, his career, his livelihood. Elisha slaughtered his oxen, meaning he gave up his wealth, his inheritance. Elisha gave up his predictable future to reap eternal future. He gave up his predictable future to reap an eternal future. Do we give up everything or do we give up actually nothing? That verbal assent. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Everything that hinders. What hinders the church today, people today? To hear the message? Some fall on good ground, some thorny ground. You know the story. What hinders our relationship with God? What stops us from serving him? What stops us from obeying him? Let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy of set before him, he endured the cross. The cross. Being willing to be a martyr. Giving everything up. If that's what God wants. Are we willing to give everything up? It's a personal question that you should ask yourself. Scorning its shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Note, in today's hedonistic society, including most Christians in churches, sacrifice, self-denial of pleasures, and, quote, my time, oh, this is my time, is unheard of. Self-indulgence is the order of the day in America. Bad self-indulgent theology has taught been taught in America by many mega church leaders and televangelists for the last 50 years, creating a false narrative that God serves you instead of you serving God and sacrificing giving it all for God. All. People think attending church is serving God. That's being blessed by God. That's not serving God. What do you do with the rest of your life 24-7 every day? Are you serving God? We have special meetings all over America, churches. In my day, they took hours and tarried for God. They had morning and night services. They had middle week services. Now, if you get somebody to come just for one hour, you think they're doing you a favor. Do we know what serving God is all about? Do we know what being sold out is all about? Do we understand that concept? Again, self-indulgence is the order of the day in America. Bad self-indulgent theology has been taught in America by many church leaders and televangelists for the last 50 years. That God serves you instead of you serving God and sacrificing and giving all for God. There's only really a handful of Televangelist pastors that 70% of their books are in the bookstores preaching this false narrative and you wonder why the church is dysfunctional. Judges 3, 1 through 31. We're not going to read this whole thing, but you can read it on your time. 
but we will read a few verses so you get the point. These are the nations that the Lord left to test. All those Israelites who had not experienced any of the wars in Canaan. So God is going to test you and I. Doesn't matter if your parents were victorious. This is another day. You have your own battles. You need to know your own Lord. You know how, need to know how to fight spiritually, how to win, how to sacrifice, and if need be, how to die for Christ. Now, he did this only to teach warfare to the descendants of Israelites who had not had previous battle experience. The five rulers of the Philistines, all the Canaanites, the Sinanites, the Hevites living in the Lebanon mountains from Mount Baal, Hermon to Lebo, Hamath, they were left to test the Israelites to see whether they would obey the Lord's commands, which he had given their ancestors through Moses. The Israelites lived among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Parasites, the Hevites, the Jebusites. It's a lot of sites. They took their daughters in marriage and gave their own daughters to their sons and served their gods. They already violated the word of God. How much do we violate the word of God? All through America today. Othenio. Let's take one example. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They forgot the Lord their God and served Baals and Ashereths. The anger of the Lord burned against Israel so that he sold them into the hands of Cushan, king of Aram, to whom the Israelites were subject for eight years. Why did they lose their freedom? Because they backslid, they violated the word of God, the commandments of God. They violated in who they married. They violated in who they served. They served other gods. So now they were in slavery for eight years. But when they cried out to the Lord, he raised them up a deliverer, Othenio. Caleb's younger brother who saved them. Caleb's younger brother. Sometimes we see how through, you know, the inheritance, you have godly men and women that rise up. The Spirit of the Lord came on him so that he became Israel's judge. And he went to war. The Lord gave Cushan, king of Aram, into the hands of Othenial who overpowered him. So the land had peace for 40 years until Othenial died. Forty years until he died. Verse 12, and the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord again. Because they did this evil, the Lord gave Eglon, king of Moab, power over Israel. It's amazing. We see it repeat itself throughout history. We see great men and women who serve God and they have great ministries and churches. And then they transfer. They die. Many of our great denominations at one time had great leaders establish them, and then they moved off the scene, and now if they had to do it over again, they'd have to start all over again because their churches have forgotten the truths of God. They're not moving in the ways of God. They're not honoring areas that is called sin. Instead, they tolerate and condone it and even support it. As half of the churches back homosexuality and lesbianism and abortion. And these men who started great movements like John Wesley, they would have to start it all over again. Where are we in America? We're like the Israelites who have forgotten the laws of God, the ways of God, what made America great. 
and we're on the verge of losing our freedom. For the same reasons, we have neglected the Lord, our God. The Israelites cried out to the Lord, and he gave them a deliverer. You, a left-handed man, the son of Gera, the Israelites sent him with tribute to Eglon, king of Moab, and he had a double-edged sword. Now, we can see this repeatedly all through those verses, that chapter. Once again, Judges 3, 1 through 31. You'll see it time and time and time again. Note, what was the difference between Joshua to captivity? In Joshua's time, the people were sold out. They were dedicated. They sacrificed. They fought. They died to take the promised land. Are you with me? They died to take the promise. They were sold out. They obeyed. I know New Testament great churches and the people are sold out. Their people come to more than just the weekly service on the weekend. Many of them stay all day in 10 different classes, then evening service. Then they have a midweek service of life groups. Then they have another, another night of the week of education, Christian education. Then they have another night of prayer. Wow! Not one hour a week. Maybe five nights a week. A New Testament church that move and do great things. Like the one in Singapore that has started 2,000 churches under this one great church. The, what is the difference? They sacrificed, they fought, they died to take the promised land. Sacrifice. Not me time. Everybody knows of the Jewish athlete years ago who would not run on the Sabbath. Yet he would have been most assured had a gold medal. Today, that doesn't mean anything to anybody hardly. We need to be sold out. Not playing worthless games when we're about ready to lose America. Joshua 1, 1 through 16. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then you and all your people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give you, the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the river, great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. God's promises never fail. They always come to pass. But you have to have a people that will sacrifice, that will fight, that will die if necessary. You have to have a people that are sold out. Seven, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not run from it to the right or left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. 
Now, if you re keep reading it, it says the same thing all the way through. 16, verse 16. Then they answered Joshua, whatever you command us, we will do. Wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels, now listen to this. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you command them will be put to death. I think they were serious. Only be strong and courageous. In other words, they intended to be sold out. We don't have that in most churches today. You preach this message in a mega church, half the people will get up and leave. That's not what I was taught. You know, Jesus is to serve me. This is what I grew up with. This is what the movers and shakers taught and preached and lived. That's why they saw miracles. They were never satisfied. They were sold out. Many of them gave up their careers, their wealth. Note, the culture today, including most Christians, believe that the world and God owe them something. President John Kennedy said, Ask not what your country can do for you, but what can you do for your country? That's not the Democratic Party today. Totally opposite of what Democrats are saying today. God said, Jesus said, deny yourself and follow me. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Christians don't want to hear this message. They want name it and claim it in the selfish context. 1 Samuel 15, 23. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Rebellion is like the sin of divination, witchcraft, stubbornness. Again, in your heart, ask yourself, are you involved in this sin of rebellion, of stubbornness? God looks at it as witchcraft. And arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Are you easily taught? Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you. You say, why isn't it the promises of God happening to me? Maybe you're arrogant. Maybe you're proud. Maybe you're stubborn. you got to ask yourself. The Bible says, judge yourself so I won't judge you when I return. This isn't for me to judge you. Ask yourself. I have... Judge myself many times with the word of God. God, do I need to change in any area? Many times I've changed. Matthew 16, 24. Jesus said to his disciples, whosoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself. Deny himself and take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to be my disciple, Elijah to Elisha, follow me. Leave everything behind. God's not calling everyone to give up their career, but he certainly has called some people. He called me to. The point, we're supposed to be sold out. Mark eight thirty four. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whosoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Taking up their cross meant being willing to go and die. They knew what it meant. They were under the Romans. Thousands of people had to carry crosses to their death. They knew what it meant to deny yourself, pick up your cross, 
Jesus said, that's what it takes to be my disciple. Mark 8, 34. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Why are these things constantly repeated? Because God takes this so seriously. He wants you to be sold out. Luke 8, 21 through 30. All of these I have kept since I was a boy, the rich man said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. He tested the rich man. God tested me in 85. I had to give up my career, my businesses. I was making money to be a multimillionaire in my early 30s. God doesn't ask everyone to do that, but he asked me. And if I failed him, basically, the pearl, the treasure, Jesus Christ, would not have been my first love. Instead, I've seen miracles since 85 around the world. I'm not a multimillionaire, but I am in heaven. And I've helped to extend the kingdom of God since 1985. Meeting with the presidents and prime ministers, sharing with them the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. When he heard this, the rich man was very sad because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said, how hard it is for the rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Then those heard this said, who can be saved? Jesus replied, what is impossible with man is possible with only God. I would have never given up my career years ago, but God had changed my life and I was ready to walk away from it all. Peter said, we have left all to follow you. Truly, I tell you, Jesus said, no one will leave home or wife or brothers or sisters or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times more in this age and the age to come. I have mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, family all over the world, more than I can count. To me, it is such a joy to sell all to serve God. Luke 9, 23. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Conclusion, the true gospel demands self-denial. It demands sacrifice. It demands giving up everything for the pearl, the treasure of the kingdom of God. It demands, it demands being sold out. Second Peter 3, 2 Peter 2, 7 through 8. 2 Peter 2, 7 through 8. And delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawful deeds. If you continue to hang out in evil with evil people, it will destroy your soul until, like Lot, his soul was vexed and the evil didn't bother him anymore. We must not just be with evil. We must speak against evil and continue to represent Jesus Christ. Gandhi from India said, I would become a Christian if it wasn't for Christians. He watched their attitudes, their ethics, their morality. Gandhi, he watched their laziness and self-serving life. They weren't giving it all. He said, they're not sold out. Now, if Gandhi knew the gospel... We're supposed to look beyond the hypocrites in the church and only look to God. But he looked at just man and he was very disappointed in people called 
Christian, saying they are not sold out. Barna Research reports 57% of pastors are hooked on pornography. 64% of the youth pastors watch pornography. They're not sold out. When you transgress wisdom, you fail. Bad theology is transgressing wisdom, and the church is a dysfunctional mess who are not sold out. But think serving God is just attending church. They don't know what sacrifice is. They don't know what being sold out is. Being sold out is a mindset that says, as the movers and shakers did of the first and second great awakening, whatever it costs me, that is what I'm going to do. Today, 50% of marriages in the church end up in divorce. Professing Christians are engaged in drug and alcohol addiction, infidelity. They lie, cheat, and steal. They watch filthy, filthy movies, calling it entertainment. They are not sold out. We need another great awakening like never before. God wants us to be sold out. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagles Saving Nations. Subscribe so we can get back into the national football stadiums. We can have a great awakening filled and focused on Pentecost. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.